welcome back to The Wedding Dish, which is brought to you over full service radio, normally at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, DC, but we're recording remotely until we can safely return. The Wedding Dish is the podcast where we chat with married or engaged couples, wedding professionals, and sometimes we read listeners' stories or questions on our mini episodes. You will hear tips and tricks from the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments and pretty much everything wedding related. And you'll gain inspiration and maybe learn a little bit about building a business too. That's Sarah Alpin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. She is a very busy lady. (laughs) (laughs) And I just did Pilates with Christina right before we started recording this. (laughs) And she is today's guest co-host, Christina Curry, the founder of Sprout Creative, an incredible marketing agency, and Operations Rainbow Sprout, oh my gosh, Operations Single Rainbow Sprout, a fantastic nonprofit, plus she's a District List member and a member of the District List team, so she is also a very, very busy, awesome lady. Oh, and also she is the only person who laughs as loudly as I do that I know. (laughs) Before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you've got to check it out. We had a blast, talking about laughing loudly, recording with um, Ray Brown, the DJ Black Rabbit, and Hot Red Carpet, excuse me, as a uh, fruit fly flies in front of my face, and um, we talked about how to keep your dance floor hopping, so you definitely should check it out. Thank you to everyone for tuning into the show, listening, and engaging with The Wedding Dish. So let's dish. Today we are talking with Isaac and Shannon, a super cute, hysterical, engaged couple who is planning a unique wedding experience in early 2020. Thanks for being on The Wedding Dish, guys. How are you? How's it going? Hey, friends. Going well. Yeah, 2021. So the future. Yeah, future, not the past. Oh, I said 2021, but it might not have, you know, or my brain said it. I heard you say that. That's totally right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quickly, we wanted to wish Shannon a happy birthday since yesterday was her birthday. Yay, happy birthday. What'd you do to celebrate? Well, um... Well, I spent time with the four other people in my six-foot bubble, which is Isaac, our roommate, and our two neighbors. Um, It's pretty much the only people that we've been in close contact with for a few months, and we all got together, and Isaac made some scratch pizza, and it was was a good time. And I worked, because it was Wednesday, so. (laughs) We played a bird board game. It was was about birds. It was birds. Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) <laughs> uh, can I sing you a birthday song real quick that I my mom sings to me every year? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, it is your birthday song. It isn't very long. You're welcome. When you said really quick, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I meant it. It was really quick. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it really was. Mm. Um, so I'm super curious how you guys met. How did you meet each other? Where? I'll start. Yeah. So there I was 
sitting out in front of the coffee shop here in Long Beach, California, Viento Agua, which I will say is my favorite coffee shop here in Long Beach for now more than several reasons. <laughs> um, when I noticed that there is a blue Hyundai uh, that parallel parks right in front of me. And I was like, oh, that's a lady who knows how to parallel park in a busy street. It's, it's not a common skill. Um, and then there is this really pretty cute girl that comes out. I think you were wearing a skirt that day. And I'm like, hey, mom, I got to hang up. I'll uh, catch you later. <laughs> um, so I followed her into the coffee shop. And then I stood in line behind her. And I paid for her coffee. Aww. Yeah. That's, That's so precious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. No. Because I'm good at that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Isaac's very outgoing and loves meeting people and it was very natural to start talking to him and then we just kept hanging out and talking and and here we are yeah, um, great. almost four years later Nearly wow years. Yeah. it's easier to say four than three and a half that's yeah. true it's more than three and it's a half more than three and a half yeah so yes yeah so shannon what was the first thing you noticed about isaac that day um the first thing I noticed, I, don't know, I mean, he he said hello, and we walked in the coffee shop together, and it was just a very friendly, you know, warm personality, and so, um, yeah, I'm just kind of, I, I, I love living in Long Beach, and, you know, I think we both sort of go to coffee shops a lot, or it used to be a thing we did a lot, um, and so, it, but it's nice, like, I and pretty outgoing too and it's nice to just kind of talk to people sometimes um i'm sure isaac's had this experience too you try to connect with someone and then they don't want to be talked to but you know we just kind of connected right away so yeah Aww. yeah <laughs> that's cute sparks right away <laughs> yeah i feel like our personalities are such where like there's just a lot of compatibilities like across the board mm -hmm. Um, I believe that we are well suited and when you find another person who is compatible like where the social interactions aren't weird and you don't have to wonder like are you interested am I interested are we having a conversation is it yeah. weird to have a conversation and maybe it's not that weird to have a conversation when those things match up it becomes sort of really naturally uh, easy to, to keep a conversation going Mm -hmm. and to, um, to, to, again, naturally step into the next interaction without having a weird wondering, like, I, I don't know if I'm feeling the same thing or not, mm -hmm. or if they're giving me the same vibe. So I think that, yeah, we have always had, had been pretty good at just like meeting each other on the same level. Yeah. So Isaac, what is your favorite thing about Shannon? Great question. How could you pick one? Look at her. <laughs> you can give me three then. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. I mean, it's it's what I say. I don't. I hope this never sounds old to Shannon because it seriously is such a thing. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. She is so completely full of joy. She's got the best smile and laugh, and she uses it all the dang time. She's <laughs> super duper nurturing and super duper caring. She's really passionate about. I said I said it in my little birthday post yesterday. I thought about how she wages peace, which I think is super cool, and spreads love. Mm -hmm. And 
I really admire the way that she has built her value system and it helps that she's way smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said, <Yeah>. Isaac. <laughs> it's important. Yeah, I need, need somebody who can challenge me in the right way. And Shannon does a great job of challenging me, but not in a way that, um, not in a way that's argumentative. And that's kind of her superpower across the board. She's just not an argumentative person. And that doesn't mean that she can't beat you at a, at a you know, mental fight or whatever. <laughs> she, she will win you with compassion when it comes to um, intellectual sparring. <laughs> wow, that was definitely more than three things. Thanks, Isaac. Oh, was that more than three? She's better at math than me, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shannon, what about you? What is your favorite thing about Isaac? Well, I'm very touched by that. But, um, kind That's why uh, I went first. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I, I had a, a friend, a former coworker. Well, I've had a couple people say this to me, actually, but along the lines of um, if, if a person feels like your best friend, then the rest you know, doesn't really matter as much. That's really the most important thing, I think. Um, I like that you're my best friend. And I, um, I really appreciate the way that you appreciate me and all these nice, um, in all these kind ways, especially yesterday on my birthday. And, um, and uh, now I'm like, do I do the one thing or do I just keep talking? Or <laughs> 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 maybe I'll stop there. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We only have 45 minutes. Exactly. Well, Isaac also um, takes a lot of, um, just like really enjoys things and really gets excited about things. And I appreciate that okay. because, um, well, you know, not, not everyone is that way. Not everyone is just like so truly excited about things. And, mm, it takes um, a lot to get me there, but <laughs> once I'm stoked on a thing, I don't let go. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's good because it just keeps things keeps things exciting and, and fun. Yeah. Glad you thought that. Think that <laughs> sometimes I feel really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not boring. Yeah, I'm a nest. I'm a nester, right? I've learned that Shannon's taught me that I'm a nester, mm -hmm. as in I like to have my little I, I, I collect straw and I line my little <laughs> cardboard box with straw, um, and I like all my specific pieces of straw all in the spot and I don't like to leave my box and once I've got all of my specific pieces of straw that I dig I um I don't really want to get outside of that routine of coming and going yeah. at the right times and waking up late and going to bed late um and so I feel like that routine of nesting can be um boring but i'm glad at least she thinks no, i'm no, excited no, no. about you my pieces really, of straw really like the straw you're like yes <laughs> yes you're enthusiastic right. about you know, nesting. You know, you know all the things mm -hmm. that are in your routine and are part of your life are like very exciting mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like it's easy to lose that in, in any of our lives it's i'm just, I'm just realizing that it's more than straw it's like dental floss <laughs> and, like, a piece of grass. and i found like an actual straw that you like drink <laughs> yeah, glass and stuff from, yeah. and I found some belly button lint that I stuck in there. And... <laughs> I 
okay. Oh, sorry. This metaphor we're got di- out of hand. We're <laughs> digressing here. <laughs> so can you guys tell minutes. me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, can you guys tell me about? I mean, this is a classic question, but what about your proposal? Can you tell us about it and the story behind it? Well, um, Isaac put together a beautiful proposal weekend. Um, it was around his birthday, so um, it was like under the guise of being a birthday weekend. We went out to one of our favorite places, which is Idlewild, and um, with a couple of our friends, including our roommate and my cousin, who's always been my best friend, and another friend who's been my friend for, you know, 25 years, and, um, and, uh, and we were there for the weekend, and a cabin, and, and it was lovely, and I was really nervous when I realized that it was a proposal, um, weekend, and not a birthday weekend, and, wait, you um, realized before he proposed? I realized not very long before he proposed, um, I just kind of started putting the pieces together, and, uh, started to wonder, and then, um, so it was also a hard weekend, because, um, you know, we, you know, we, we sort of had a conversation, I think, in a much different way than Isaac intended to, um, you know, when he was planning this beautiful weekend, but, um, but we are still engaged, um, I have, we are still, we are intending to get married, or learning more. It lasted, more. it stuck. Yeah. we are learning more about ourselves, and, about our relationship um, as the wedding process, as the engagement like period goes on, and um, and I'm also you know and just like learning about myself and learning about ourselves, how the things that make me nervous and the things that make Isaac nervous, and um, and and you know I think you know commitment is 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 uh, one that makes me nervous, and but you know I'm really happy that we're that we're doing this and we're you know, doing the, the, the fun talks and the hard talks. So, yeah. It takes all kinds of talks. <laughs> yeah, it takes all kinds of talks. Yeah. The proposal weekend, um, well, awesome, just kind of brought a lot more weight than I think I was expecting. And so we kind of started off the season of engagement with a lot more, I mean, there was a lot of intention that had to happen very quickly. It yeah. might have happened more rapidly than it, than one imagines i mean at the same time i i I love to to put meaning into stuff i like to even if even if it's not like a fair assessment of a thing i like to infuse it with like purpose and meaning so what can i take away from it Mm -hmm. um at the very least what this does is like the the fairy tale proposal is something that we see companies built upon Right, there are companies about, hey, let me help make sure that your your proposal, you know, looks a certain way and has all the right pictures. You plan a photographer to be there, and you've got you know um, an incredible meal, and it's this own little production, which is glamorous. And when was the last time you've ever heard about anybody being vulnerable about a proposal process that didn't like feel awesome? It wasn't an easy thing, yeah. but like, what is a relationship except a 
fucking hard <laughs> commitment that means that you're going to have a person with you for the rest of your life and a really important right like there's a lot of weight and intention there and being able to have a process that said like hold on hold the phone like this is a big meaningful thing and like i'm not gonna take it lightly and we need to talk about this um, so like out of out of that kind of surprise was a moment that gave us a, a moment of being able to reflect deeply um, about a thing that is often, at least the impression is, taken for granted. Mm -hmm. How long into the relationship did this happen? Like how soon? Last November. Yeah. So three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, in my defense here, like I started the relationship very early on saying hey my intention is if we're going to date that like marriage is something that i'm going to be in the pursuit of and that kind of usually means we're either coming or going um and you know, we're headed towards marriage and whether it's to you or to somebody else that's my trajectory mm -hmm. and i'm headed towards you know building a long-term high quality relationship with somebody for the rest of my life and like i'm going to get great experience from our relationship whether or not you're the one I, I marry is kind of how I framed it at the beginning. So it's not like she wasn't warned. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's fair, sorry. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Isaac, I don't think you really do anything halfway. Nope. What do you mean by that? <laughs> We'll have to, at the end of this, take a couple seconds to reminisce about my favorite, to this point, Shannon moment. Mm. Isaac, you might know what it is, but... Oh. I'm excited for that. Uh -oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> a do 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 is what I'll say to that. <laughs> it'll, it'll come up. We'll see. You'll understand. Everybody just do 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 with us. So where are you two planning on getting married? When and how many people are coming? Um, we're, we're planning to get married at a venue called El Capitan Canyon, which is north of Santa Barbara. So just kind of at the beginning of that beautiful central California coast um, that doesn't really have a lot of cities. And it's right across the street from State Beach. And um, that's going to be in January. I forget if you asked that. So it'll be technically winter, but Santa Barbara is pretty mild year round. Um, we don't know how many people are coming. Uh, the venue is an interesting one. It requires you to um, stay on site. So it's called a, a glamping resort. Um, I've never stayed there. I've never stayed. Well, I mean, yeah, I've never stayed at a glamping resort, I don't I think. Um, I'm just used to normal camping. Yeah. <laughs> so they have cabins and they have um, canvas tents, which I have stayed at one of those before. Yosemite has them. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to Yosemite, seen those canvas tents. They have floors, but um, so they're a structure, but they're not you know, like a building. And um, but they also have cabins. So anyway, you have to stay there to be a wedding guest. Um, they don't let anyone on the property who's not 
a um, who doesn't have a reservation. So they um, so so we don't know how many people are going to be up for that. Uh, we've invited a whole bunch. Um, we both have big families, um, so we've. I mean, and the total list is in excess of 250 people. Yep. Um, but we truly do not know how many will will go. And, uh, and important <laughs> to me, I, I just kind of don't like the idea that I don't get to invite everybody. So yeah. I, I was. We were looking for a spot that could scale. Yeah. And so we found we found a spot that like has 600 cabins or something yeah they basically don't know they don't they don't have that many cabins but they they also don't really have a limit on how many people can attend your wedding right like, yeah it, it'll fit you know more than 600 people throughout mm -hmm. you know all their cabins right. um but yeah so there's so basically like basically no limit just however many chairs we can squeeze into the ceremony side and um it's not the most um you know, it's, it, I don't know, it's, it, it does have an interesting structure though, so it's not as convenient for folks like if they have mobility problems or, you know, if they're, uh, things like that. Um, but besides that, there's not really a limitation. The main limitation is who's willing to come and plan a weekend with us, which is right. also what we wanted. We wanted right. to have more time than just an evening with people, which Isaac can talk more about. But so I think that answers your question. Yeah, it yeah. does. And yeah. I mean, Isaac, do you want to talk about what you were thinking in terms of not just having like the one night? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't think we've, we've mentioned how I started a wedding videography company back in 2010. Um, so I've been to quite a few weddings, like quite a few weddings. And I kind of walk away with a couple of like takeaways. Um, and my main one is just that I, as a wedding videographer, end up spending more time on a wedding day with the bride and groom than they get to spend with basically anybody else. And that's like <laughs> weird. It's just weird. Like, why is it that I spend more time with the bride and groom? Sarah's playing for herself because I'm sure the same is true. Yeah. Wedding photographer, yeah. extraordinary. photographer, and hopefully we get along because the wedding photographer and the videographer have to be buddies all day and share that time. <laughs> um, so we end up losing so much good, important quality time to the the pump and circumstance of stuff. And Shannon and I are both quality time, number one, love language people. Um, and so I'm just like, I don't want to freaking spend all this time and effort and money and bring out my favorite people in the universe on the one day that I probably get to bring them all out before I die <laughs> and not get to be able to spend time with them in a meaningful way. And it's weird to me too, that there's a strange inversion of like the bridal parties who you spend time with a lot as a bride and groom, but they're also the ones you often see the most in your life. And that's not always like, that's not always the rule, but often the like bridal party are the ones like, these are my best friends. Like you already go to beers with your best friends on like Fridays. And so there's like this sort of double intention on making sure that the bride and groom don't get enough time with the guests, wedding guests. Maybe that's great for some brides and grooms and they just don't wanna actually have to deal with their wedding guests and it's a formality. But for me, I really wanna be able to spend as much good high quality time with people as I can. And that means, hey, let's instead try to find a space 
where maybe instead of spending a million dollars on all these other things, we're going to put that money into having a, a place that people can be for a while. And I grew up going to camps. So for me, that was a super easy, natural kind of transition for my brain to make. There might be other ways of doing it, but I was like retreat centers, obviously just get a retreat center. They're like, if you like, I grew up in a church environment and in church environments, like retreat centers are hella affordable. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and you've got, you know, a few hundred bucks for like a week to be able to rent these places for like a person. And it's like, whoa. So I was thinking like, maybe we can find a place that can accommodate like a lot of wedding guests and be able to get some good high quality time with them. Because why not? Um, so that was sort of my big idea. I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Shannon, go ahead. No, 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 just, just that I think there ended up being a compromise from the, the pure retreat idea to um, fit some of the expectations and also some of the some of just the, the needs of our friends and family, which are just have a little more personal space and a little more access to facilities than you would in like a, um, a retreat center or like a campsite. Um, so this is a place that has like privacy, which is even better now in our kind of virus world where we have a venue where people actually have their own space. So even if things are still iffy then in the end of January, you know, we hope that it will not be, it's actually not a bad place um, to gather with people because there's a lot of outdoor space and each individual party will have uh, their own personal space. So four walls disconnected from anybody else. Right. Yeah. So in hindsight, it was a really good compromise in more ways than one. And I'm glad we snuck in there. I know. Because there's now a double impacted um timeline for people right yeah. there's two sets of people trying to get venues right now the ones who were looking normally and the ones who had to postpone mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah. it's definitely a tough year to be finding vendors if you didn't already have them booked um especially because a lot of 2019 people waited because they wanted that 2020 year yes yes mm. yeah so, and yeah. you know, it's, it is interesting too, Isaac, that you mentioned that you notice that you spend more time with the couple than, than they get to spend with their guests or their loved ones or whoever. But I actually always tell them that they're going to spend more time with me than they will with each other that day too. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Including the before time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of time. And if, you know, you're not feeling that vibe of that, like videographer, photographer, um, it's definitely, it makes it a little bit, you know, you, you just have to be on the same page about the energy and, um, you know, really trust them because they're going to be with you through a lot of things that, inevitably happen whenever anything is planned and scaled stuff happens yeah mm. um by the way you have to tell us um sorry an aside but you have to tell us the name of your wedding videography company oh mowage <laughs> mowage films uh, and how would you come up with that <laughs> so for the uninitiated mowage is one of the most famous quotables from uh, the Princess Bride. 
is it what brings us together today? What brings us together today? <laughs> um, except these days it's quarantine. Quarantine <laughs> is what keeps us apart today. I don't know. Um, or together, because you can't. Or, or, or we can't leave each other. Yeah. Every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Mowage Films is the name of the company, and it's spelled. There's a. Let's dish for a second here. Mm -hmm. In the book, The Princess Bride, the priest says it, says Mowage in the book, and it's spelled M A. W I D G E Mowage Mowage. It's weird. It's like a funzy, cutesy way of spelling it. Now, I'm not exactly canon because my company is spelled M A W W I A G E, and I've just replaced the 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 R's with W's. It was a branding thing because I thought that would be easier. Mm -hmm. But for the nitpickers out there, I'm well aware that it is not the <laughs> canon spelling of Mowage. I know, I know it's the thing. But I made a conscious business decision here because, you know, people have to find me. I replace the R's with W's and spell marriage or marriage. <laughs> Ten years later. Ten years later. It doesn't even sound weird to me anymore. Marriage, marriage. Just like a normal word, marriage. That's what we're doing. It's easy, marriage. People still call and like, is this mawiage? I get it all the time. Mawiage? <laughs> Funny little tidbit, my husband played the Sicilian when he was in fifth grade. Oh, <gasps> such a fun role. I know. <laughs> and he's like the last person that would ever get on stage. He actually might leave me for telling you this. Between this and his quarantine haircut, <laughs> all bets are now officially off. <laughs> That and the fruit fly infestation that we currently have. Aww. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good haul. <laughs> you just burned the house down. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done with this place. Just, just burn it down. We'll sell it? Nah. <laughs> What's the point? Just burn it. So, what are your top... Um, things that you remember the most about wedding planning throughout this process? Not it. What? Not it. <laughs> like th that what? I remember? Like I... Yeah, like the top things. They can be good oh. things. They can be tough things. But I'm okay. sure you have some big things that stick in your brain that oh. you've had to... Yeah. Yeah, we're still very much in the process in a way. We're kind of just getting started. But... Um the things okay good things have been just being able to think about and connect with already a little bit um some of the guests and the bridal party and um just thinking about you know bridal shower and who's going to be there and just really thinking about the people has been fun um just making the discovery that um especially since we're stuck at home or have been um that we can kind of make our own um like flower arrangements so we're gonna do uh wood flowers which are you know you're starting to see them around the yeah you're starting to see them around on the internet and we're not all that good at it yet but it's just kind of a fun like it's like a fun craft if nothing else so 
now we have that and um so that's been good um probably other good things too and then uh the harder part honestly the venue was a huge challenge the venue was um it took a long time and when we finally figured out what we wanted some places weren't available and um you know i think we were kind of on the brink of abandoning the weekend idea altogether when el capitan canyon our venue had drop and at that point we were very much in the thick of coronavirus and so then that's another challenge is even now we don't know we don't know if we'll be allowed to gather um you know they they only do weddings in the fall and the winter so their first well really the winter their first wedding this year won't be until november so you know they haven't been impacted yet so they haven't set up rules yet um uh as far as that venue goes but you know we don't know what it'll be like then um we're the kind of the tone of coronavirus these days has been it's you know what we know now is it's not a sprint it's going to be a marathon we don't know how long the marathon's going to be so that part just makes it hard to plan anything it makes it even harder to um you know fall in love with ideas as far as um you know the the, the decorations or the vendors or any of that um and if you're following online which i'm sure the two of you are just seeing like people sharing their stories of being disappointed in 2020 and of course vendors i mean isaac has been able to pivot pretty well in his business but it's just like well no weddings this year you know um uh, as far as his his as far as my wedge funds goes um so yeah that's been hard um the effect it really does affect the planning um Another fun thing is, so we were kind of the first to get engaged, but since we got engaged in November, two of my, two of my, is it two, two of my, three, three of my cousins have gotten engaged. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's, and they're all going to get married next year. So, um, so it's going to be a fun year. Like it, it, if everything is, is okay and we can gather it's going to be a really fun year so that's also been fun celebrate them and um i kind of like share planning things with them and i've been pushing for double wedding but nobody's in on board yet <laughs> double wedding Ooh, who would we double wedding with all of them <laughs> well, <that would> be. <laughs> yeah, if you had to pick Shania, if you had to pick it's, one of your cousins know, to double wedding with if i had to pick one who would it be uh, maybe Jamie, because that'd be way organized. <laughs> yeah. Really organized. His fiance is very organized. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's pretty organized, too. Yeah. We'll just let them do all the work. The practical elements there. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Uh, do you want yeah, uh, to? Yeah. Do you have any specific questions? Uh, I mean, I feel like Shannon talked a lot about kind of the overview of what it's like planning in the season of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to deal with. Have you chosen most of your vendors yet? No. <laughs> well, well, in a sense, so the venue has catering and the venue has a required rental vendor and a required lighting vendor. And between those, that covers quite a bit of it. Yeah, I mean, I um, actually feel like there aren't I don't know any other vendors that we need to get with the exception of maybe a day of coordinator. A day of coordinator and um, yes, because Isaac 
yeah, uh, did just through his connections um, get the band and the photographer. I've so. got a photographer. I've got a band. I think I'm going to have actually my cousin who does video stuff, help with the video. I'll probably edit it myself. Um, I might tap a couple of other friends and videographers to just give them a day rate to film for me. But uh, I, I'm not going to go to a different company to film for me. Um, I'm pulling my favorite photographer out of retirement, which I'm stoked for. Um, so is a friend of mine who's also just like an unbelievably good photographer. He's just so good. How do you um, find this guy? So I just worked with him. No, no, I mean, like, how, do, how would one oh, find him? Here's the thing is, I don't think he wants to be found. Ooh, That's the thing is, so I honestly mysterious. don't think he wants to be found. He's now a licensed therapist. Oh, okay and like runs therapy stuff and that's kind of his world and like he took down his photography wedding website like much to my frustration because i wanted to be able to like show people this guy's work <laughs> and it's just not super available um now i take that back there is one instagram that you should that is one of the most underrated instagrams of all time it's so good and it's got like a hundred followers i'm just so stoked i'm kind of like <laughs> saying this and i probably even should um it's called, it's seeing, noticing, seeing, noticing. So like seeing, noticing. And that Instagram is just unbelievably <laughs> great. It's mostly abstract stuff, but it's wonderful. Um, and it's just for fun for him. It's not like a, a professional interest and he keeps doing it. But um, I didn't want anybody else. So I, I asked him and he's down, which I'm stoked for. Yeah, um, the band, kind of the same story. Um, we've got some friends and um, one of our friend, one of my sort of good friends is friends. Her boyfriend is a studio musician. And so like, he doesn't have a band that he plays with regularly. He's just a studio musician. And I'm like, I know about studio musicians. Those guys are the best. The studio musicians are the ones who play for everybody else. So they know who the best musicians are. They can play any genre. They can do everything. And they're so good. And yeah. usually it's because they're like practicing that they don't have their own band. It's the people yeah. who have more time and don't want to practice who want to start a band. This is not that dude. This is the, the musician's musician. And I told him, music every day. find the you people know. that you want to play with, put them together, and I will pay you guys. And he's like, done. <laughs> so we're going to have a kick-ass band. <laughs> Of studio musicians uh, for our band, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And what was the most important decision that you made about your wedding planning? I mean, the the venue really is is the big one, especially making the decision with with the restrictive policies of the venue. Um, you know, which is basically telling our guests, you have to stay or you can't come at all, um, which was not our intention. Our intention was to make it easy for people who wanted to stay to stay. If they only wanted to stay a little bit, they could stay a little bit. If they didn't want to stay at all, they could go. So that's how we are. We like things being easy. We like it not being, you know, any, any challenge to work, to go with the flow or whatever has to happen. Um, but when we made that decision, it really just framed a lot of um, just frames everything else, you know, it frames, um, how you talk about the wedding to people, you know, instead of 
I don't know what else we'd be talking about, but we're talking about cabins. We're like talking about cabins with our guests. We're like, oh yeah, if you stay at this cabin, people are texting me and they're like, they're like, ooh, should I stay in this cabin or this cabin? Is this cabin close enough to this? And um, so. Um, <laughs> I just thought of something as you were talking. I was uh -huh. thinking to myself, you know what? <clears throat> we're making a really big, uh, we, we're making a really big commitment. Mm -hmm. You should have to make at least yeah. a little commitment. <laughs> Give us you know, that months, does right? make sense. Yeah. And, and it's also, you know, it, it's a destination wedding at that point. It sort of doesn't matter where it is. If you have to stay two nights, it's a destination wedding. But it is in Santa Barbara, which means it's inconvenient for everybody. Because even if you live in LA, you got to get out of LA. And LA is the closest thing to Santa Barbara. So um, as far as a big city and a big airport. So, um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't, it's not really my personality to like put people out of their comfort zone or make them have to work hard um, on my account. Um, so your point about they should give us two, they should make at least a little commitment is that's yeah, it's it's and it's and it's interesting now too. I feel like now that we're here, now that everyone in the world is in this situation where we're at home, we're not traveling. Um, trying to minimize the spread of a Zealand. pandemic. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand aside. Um, uh, you know, I, I actually see it as something that is hopefully fun. And that's kind of what I'm in my mind. Like, I hope all the traveling you were going to do this summer and you're going to do in the spring, um, you know, you can focus that energy and, you know, maybe you save money. Hopefully, I know a lot of people have been, it's like economic, like just a very hard time for a lot of people but even so i hope like planning ahead for what is hopefully a, a, a good gathering of people and hopefully you know it's gonna be it's hopeful right it's like i hope we can gather i hope we can experience this kind of connectedness that we haven't been able to do in a while even with our own family that we're close to and it's long it's it's, it's far enough in the future that there's time to plan it's just like a vacation. It's asking people to take a vacation on our behalf, which is, which is, uh, which is a hard thing to ask. But I, I do hope it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit different mm -hmm. with like you're not asking them to go to. Well, first of all, you're not asking people to fly into LAX. Right. Yeah. Let's just take a moment to yeah. say. Hallelujah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can carpet with us from Long Beach if you want to um, fly yeah. into anywhere. Well, you know, we we our our guest list is from a very diverse oh, geographic oh, spread. I mean, I I actually I, I work in geographic information systems, so I work with maps and data all day. And I gotta throw these zip codes on a map because they are all over the place. I mean, they are all over the place. So even though we're not asking people to fly into LAX, some people probably will if they come. Um, it will probably, you know, they they might have to. But but um, I did talk to my friend in Texas, and she said you can fly to Dallas to Santa Barbara. So yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, if I fly in from DC, it's one stop, and it's super yeah. easy. Yeah. But if I was going to visit you, I'd probably, well, maybe not you, but if I was going to visit someone in the LA area, I'm going to fly into Art Ontario or Burbank. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not flying yeah. into LAX. Yeah. I will pay that extra $200 because my Uber or 
lift is going to cost that extra $200 or I'm going to be on the bus forever to like Van Nuys or something. So uh, Long Beach does have one of the top 10 rated airports. Long just Beach saying amazing. it's the airport top, top 10, top 10. Okay. Consistent. No, no, until you go. In a previous life, I worked at that airport Did for an airline going bags. Yeah. That, yeah. Was the, that was the So you know, you get it. That was probably before That's hysterical. They, they did the remodel and made it nice. It was before that. Yeah. Before the remodel. Like, it was trailers that we took tickets yeah. and boarded people. And you yeah. walk up the runway and you walk up the little stairs into the plane. Yeah. Well, you still do that, actually. But the, the trailers have been replaced. Yes, the, no more trailers. <laughs> and they're still remodeling bits of it. Yeah. yeah, you still do have to go outside to go upstairs. But, to I, the plane, but I love <laughs> that you actually have to step your feet onto, like, the asphalt <laughs> to get onto the plane. There's something romantic about it. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. Change my mind. Yeah, it's like Casablanca. Yeah, it's like Casablanca. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm walking onto a plane, not into some sort of pressurized tube. <laughs> you go through a pressurized tube to get into a pressurized tube. <laughs> Like where does the tube and the other tube start? It just feels like one Too little tubes. Uh, air conditioning system. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I agree with you, actually. Now that you've said it that way, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I want to so see funny. the plan I'm stepping onto. Yeah. That's all. I'm a simple man with simple <laughs> desires and needs. Hence glamping for your wedding. <laughs> Hence the glamping for I, her. You know what? Yeah, I, I had to give up the C. I replaced it with the GL. I was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, at one point, I think I realized I'm like, you know what? I want people to like deliver s'mores to me in my cabin. Like mm -hmm. that's the experience I want for my wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, they do that there. Checks out. They do that. It checks out. <laughs> I'd ask for champagne, not s'mores. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> I would ask for both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it after we because we are we're almost at time so we've got to close this out but we will put some of the um bonus content and behind the scenes footage on our patreon yeah. um but i'll tell you a little bit about my wedding because i don't think you know anything about my wedding day um and my favorite moment of knowing shannon which there aren't that many and i actually have one so <laughs> I mean, stay tuned for that, everybody. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. It was really lovely to actually get to spend some time with you, Shannon. I know I get to spend a lot of time with Isaac since he's, um, you know, a, a member of the district list community and, and we're in a similar, in a coaching program together. Um, and we got to meet each other while you were back at home and he was, um, I don't even remember where that was. One of those retreats. Studio City. Yeah, Studio City. Um, <laughs> I had not been to Studio City Play for big. many years. It was Playbank. That was the event. Yes, yes. With uh, Creative Successful Entrepreneurs Coaching. So, um, but hopefully I will get to meet you in person at some point in the near future um, for many reasons, but um I'm really glad that you both were able to join us today and be part of our podcast. And Christina Curry, thank you so much for being my guest um, co-host today. Again, um, my favorite loud laugher. <laughs> <laughs> 
And thank you to everyone who tuned in on the wedding to the wedding dish brought to you over full service radio, normally at the Line Hotel in Adamsburg in DC. But for now, over Zoom, you know, like everything else. Next week, we'll be dishing with the Wedding Loft, a unique collaborative space um, that also hosts weddings uh, in Leesburg, Virginia. So it should be really interesting. And they have a podcasting studio that I'm really excited to hear about. They opened that up a little bit after we started our podcast. So I haven't gotten to check it out. Um, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast listening to platform. And now you can support us on Patreon. And I'm really excited to tell you about the awesome benefits. But first of all, you get to benefit full service radio because they're amazing, have been out there like working so hard for change and to support the community. And they just continue to completely amaze me. But you'll get behind the scenes um, videos and audio recordings. I make my, I embarrass myself all the time, so that'll be hopefully humorous to you. You'll get bonus content, video recordings of the podcast, early access, the wedding planning tips and tricks downloadable from District Bliss. Um, you can submit a blog post. You can get highlighted on our social media and tons more. So please, please, please support us so that we can help support full service radio. And if you'd like to be a guest or co-host on The Wedding Dish, I highly recommend it. Reach out through The Wedding Dish website at theweddingdishpodcast.com. Thanks for hanging out with us on The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding, from planning to inspiration to business and more. And we'll catch you all next week. Cheers, friends. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>